You're traveling through another dimension. A dimension comprised of knowledge, opinions, and entertainment. A journey on a virtual information highway into a wondrous land whose boundaries are more distant than the outer reaches of the Twitter sphere. Your next stop, The Trend Zone. Hello and welcome to The Trend Zone. Casey here with Dave. We're the football dudes. And Dave, are you ready, bro? <laughs> you got that right, my friend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the signpost up ahead. Your next stop, The Trend Zone. In today's episode, we'll talk about a couple primo QB matchups for week one. And guess what? We're going to talk about the Prince of Darkness. You got that right, brother. <laughs> a little survivor, our fantasy go-back selections for the draft and all and I'm talking all of the awesome games from week one of the new season, Dave. But you know, bro, we don't go into the zone without the dank nugs. Lay it on the peoples. Come on now. Right. <laughs> you got it, Casey. In last year's NFL season, 34 regular season games decided by a game-winning score on the final play. That's the most <laughs> ever in a single year. Even better, all four divisional playoff games were decided on the final play. And even better, better. Both conference championships, as well as the Super Bowl, all decided by three points, Casey. The parody is unbelievable in the NFL. It's a thin line between winning and losing. Dave, I need more nuggage, bro. Can I lay a dank nug on the peoples? <laughs> by all means. You talked about how close the games were, Dave. 18 teams remained in Super Bowl contention on the final day of the 2021 regular season, dude. Unbelievable. 18. Wow. And I think one team wasn't eliminated until the final second of the final game. Uh, I need more nugs, bro. I got one for you, people. In 17 of the last 19 years, Casey, at least one team has finished first place in their division after finishing last or tied for last the previous season. The worst to first scenario is a regular occurrence in the nfl where will it happen this year hmm. hope springs eternal come september baby that's why we love it <laughs> hey quick reminder to the peoples if you just wandered your way here you are listening to the trend zone and we are available for subscription on spotify apple Podcasts, google podcast tune in stitcher blah 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 subscribe like and comment we appreciate hearing from you guys all right, Dave, let's get to the business, bro. It's survival time. Ooh. You've made an awesome modification. You made our survival pool three strikes and all those <laughs> come in handy, and I still haven't made it to the end. But, Dave, let's talk about <laughs> beginnings, new beginnings here, baby. We all have three strikes to go. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing at this point, and uh, nobody will be eliminated in week one, at least in our particular Survivor League. But the most popular pick heading into this First week, Casey, is going to be Tennessee over the Giants at nearly 18% of the people out there in Yahoo land. So, um, whoo, that one's a little sketchy, though. I'm, uh, I'm, there are about three or four that kind of stand out as the, uh, as the kind of the go-to ones here. But uh, that's the most popular one. Yeah, Dave, and like we always say, when all else fails, pick whoever is playing the Jets, all right? <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the Ravens this week. All us. right. You know, normally this is where we do our fantasy go-back starts of the week where we lament a player that rode the pine that had an awesome scoring uh, weekend. And every draft comes down to a couple players. you got to make that split-second decision on someone you might have drafted. If you pulled the trigger on that one and wanted the other guy, maybe you're lamenting that too. Dave, you have any of those on this new uh, 
rendition of the lightning strikes, my friend. Yeah, it was round 10, Casey. I was there tra- trying to finally get my starting tight end, and I had Zach Ertz in the queue, and uh, I was going to go ahead and put a couple more guys in the queue, one being Tyler Higby for the Rams. Well, I I just hit the button, and it immediately drafted Higby. So <laughs> although I would have preferred Zach Ertz, I got Tyler Higby. We'll see how that how that pans out because somebody drafted Hertz shortly Dave, after that. <laughs> you won't be the first one to get effed in the queue. <laughs> that queue effs a, a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Panic mode. It's in suddenly the clock rolling down. <laughs> you know, I, uh, I had a similar situation at the seventh pick. Didn't expect to see Derek Henry there for me. So I went ahead and went Joe Mixon, but my hardest decision to make was I was looking at Isaiah McKenzie and Brandon Ayuk. I looked at the quarterback situation in San Francisco, so I went ahead and went with Isaiah McKenzie. So hopefully that ends up panning out for me. We shall see, dude. We have a few weeks to get it all settled before we know. So, <laughs> and uh, I was the beneficiary, the beneficiary of your freezing up on the Derrick Henry as he fell to me, and I gladly took him at that particular point in time (laughs) well done my friend well done all right should we get into the uh previews there sure let's go for it man a lot of good action in week one you never know what's gonna happen oh man that is why we love it dave yep and this week one features nine games of first round quarterbacks selected in the draft going against first round quarterbacks selected in the draft. Wow. That's insane. Casey. That is yeah. just nuts. How many first round quarterbacks are going up against each other. That's the most since 1967. That was a good year, Casey. Real good oh, year. Yeah. That came yeah. into existence that year. Um, you know what, Casey, but out of those nine, one that jumps out at me right off the bat is the first one, the Thursday night opener. It's going to be Josh Allen uh, and the bills and He'll be playing Matt Stafford and the Rams, both, of course, number one picks, but 10 years apart. Oh, that's right. You mentioned it, dude. The Buffalo Bills at our Los Angeles Rams. Woo! And the Bills are two and a half point favorites on the road. This this could have been last year's Super Bowl. Yeah, this is a parallel universe Super Bowl. If those 13 seconds went a different direction uh, against the Chiefs for the Bills and they were to have gotten by the Bengals, who knows what they would have done if they'd have gone into SoFi Stadium to play our Los Angeles Rams. But this will give us a glimpse of what may have happened uh, in that situation, Casey. It's going to be a heck of a battle between Josh Allen. They were on a tear at the end of last year and the Los Angeles Rams looking to defend their title hasn't been a team to be able to do that in about two decades yeah and it'll be interesting to see what these bills do with this heap of super bowl expectations on them i thought they were the best team last year didn't get done this year people are expecting that so we'll see how they handle that and dave the sweet treat for our angelinos that are going to be in the stands they're going to be get their faces melted by none other than ozzy osbourne at halftime what's he going to play bro Uh, uh, It's going to be a medley of some classics. Certainly, it's going to have to have some crazy train in there since that's played in every stadium for kickoff, you know, every game all the time. You keep constantly hearing that. But the Ozman cometh. It's about time. They should have given him a Super Bowl a long time ago. But I'll take this. I'll take what I can get. Yeah. Any Aussie is better than no Aussie. Agreed. 
<laughs> All right, Casey, let's move it along to Sunday morning where we'll get things going with the New Orleans Saints heading to Atlanta to play the Falcons. The Saints on the road favored by five and a half in this one. Yeah, dude, and this is going to be the first time in a long-ass time that either Drew Brees or Matt Ryan hasn't played in this matchup. These wow. are also, uh, this is a game of former first-round draft picks. Um, number one and number two, Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota, both of them looking to revive their careers in uh, different places here. Uh, Jameis has been with the Saints a couple years, had the injuries last year, kind of shut his season down, but it's all new uh, for Mariota in Atlanta. Yeah, no doubt. And both of these guys are, it's their job, uh, at, at least early on in the season. Dennis Allen, uh, the coach of the Saints, his first time, the second time around, but first time with these Saints. And then Art Smith going in his second year with the Falcons. We'll see. This is going to be a very interesting uh, battle early on here. All right. Up next, we got the Cleveland Browns at the Carolina Panthers. The Panthers are two and a half point favorites at uh, home. Any uh, any news coming from this game? <laughs> <laughs> well, one team has has their new quarterback and the other team does not. The Carolina Panthers obviously acquired uh, Baker Mayfield from the Browns. And lo and behold, he's a guy that likes to play with a chip on his shoulder. Now he's got a chip the size of Cleveland on his shoulder, Casey. Uh, this should be very exciting against the Jacoby Brissett led Browns. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, man. Hopefully Christian McCaffrey can stay healthy Amen. because one of the most dynamic backs in the league, and that'd be a sweet weapon for Baker there. And you know Baker is going to be fired up for this one. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> All right, up next, it's the San Francisco 49ers at the Chicago Bears. Niners on the road, favored by six and a half. Yeah, you know, and it's all on Trey Lance now. Oh, well, it's not on all him because they figured out a way to renegotiate with Jimmy G. But if he struggles out the gate and you have to bring back Jimmy G, you've destroyed Lance's confidence. So yeah. a very precarious situation there. But these Niners have everything in place to make a strong run. It will be predicated on great quarterback play. They can run the ball. They can play defense. So um, lots going on there for the Niners. And these Bears, dude, uh, you know, might as well go into hibernation early because I don't see a lot of goodness <laughs> happening for the Bears. Yeah, I'm looking for this Niners team to use the run threat at quarterback, really protect him in terms of the passing game, give him one read and tell him to take off front. And, and then, like you said, this Bears team's woefully under undermanned in terms of the wide receiving group. Uh, the offensive line seems uh, ill-equipped and and you're going to have fields running for his life for his second season in a row. Not, yeah, not that, looking good for Bear fan. Porridge is way too cold there in Chi-Town, baby. You got that right. Oh, yeah. Oh, here's a little tasty game, bro. We got the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Cincinnati Bengals, AFC North foes, and the AFC champs, Dave, six-and-a-half-point favorites at home. Yeah, and even so, uh, as as awesome an offense as the Bengals put on the field last year, they still still seem to be like the Rodney Dangerfields. It's like, hey, they can't really get the respect they represented the AFC in the Super Bowl last year, but still not really. They're almost seen as a fluke. And then you've got the Steelers on their side. They're always good. Even when they're bad, they're good. They're like pizza. So expect this rebuilding Pittsburgh Steelers team to be right around 500. We'll see um, how they fare. Can I say it? Yeah. Troops. Troops. <laughs> Troops at quarterback. He seems to have won the job, Casey. Uh, but they do have a, a young kid uh, waiting in the wings. Hopefully, from Steeler fans' perspective, they can uh, ride that out for a while and see how Troops does. Yeah, much like the Bills, Dave Cincinnati now playing with expectation for them to get back to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Let's see how they handle that. 
Up next, Casey, it's the Philadelphia Eagles at the Detroit Lions. The Eagles on the road favored by three and a half. Yeah, and these Eagles, I guess they are the Super Bowl champs of the offseason, Dave, and they've become that vogue pick to go to the Super Bowl Are they a dream team, Casey? <laughs> yeah, it's a dream, baby. They, they got it there. They did go out and get A.J. Brown, which I do not like seeing coming to the division, but it's still going to be about Jalen Hurts being able to take that next step. Um, as a quarterback, obviously, he's a great leader in the locker room and just, you know, a tremendous guy off the field, too. But, Dave, I'm buying into these damn Detroit Lions, man. I love what Dan Campbell is selling, and I'm buying it. I'm giving I'm giving them all my money, dude. I still have a soft spot for Jared Goff. Would love to see him kind of resurrect his career there. And, man, um, Dan Campbell's got me ready to run through a wall, too. I don't know how many games the Lions are going to win, but you're going to have to beat them to get victories against them. They're going to play tough. They just got to figure out how to close games. Yeah, no doubt about it, Casey. I'm right there with you on everything you said in terms of the Lions. I think they are heading in the right direction, uh, without a doubt. And that Eagle squad, they just need Hurts to take that next step. The offensive line, very strong there. Um, they should be able to run the football on anybody, basically. So this will be an interesting battle. All right, up next, we got the Indianapolis Colts at the Houston Texans. The Colts are seven-and-a-half-point favorites in this one, Dave. And Houston quarterback Davis Mills was in fourth grade elementary school when Matt Ryan made his NFL debut for the Falcons in 2008. Um, (laughs) Davis Mills is going to get to go up against him on Sunday in a nice divisional battle. Yeah, and this is this is very exciting uh, for Matt Ryan. You know, after he was kicked to the curb basically by the Atlanta Falcons in their pursuit of Deshaun Watson, uh, he landed very, very nicely. Uh, perfect fit for this Colts team that needs good leadership at the quarterback position. They've got a great line, a great running game, although I think that left tackle position might be a little sketchy at this point in time. But a real strong football team, great running game there. And Houston, the last portion of last year, Davis Mill plays exceptionally well for the last four or five games. They really do need to see if he's the man. And I've got a feeling that he's going to end up emerging. Uh, And this is a young, talented football team. I'm sure you'll agree. Yeah, and they have a ton of picks if it doesn't work out with Mills. But I like him a lot, too. And fantasy-wise, baby, Damian Pierce, if you've still not drafted yet, get this guy as don't wait too late because he's starting to come up, but um, I'm expecting the nice season out of him and Matt Ryan on the Colts. I love that team now. Yeah, no doubt about it. And don't forget about Jonathan Taylor. He's going to put up some good numbers again. He's good. <laughs> All right. New York, uh, excuse me, the New England Patriots at the Miami Dolphins. It is a uh, Dolphins fan uh, team favored by three and a half here. Yeah, dude. And Mike McDaniel's making his NFL debut at age 39. Dave, that was the same age Bill Belichick made his NFL debut as a head coach. But lately, Uh dude, this has been all Dolphins. They've beaten the Patriots three straight times. Another one would give them their longest stretch since way back in the 1900s. So, um, you know, it's, it's weird going into a season that, Everybody's talking positively about the Dolphins and not so much about the Patriots. It's yeah. kind of convoluted over there in New England. But Miami, dude, two has got no excuses now. They've given them a, given them a stable of running backs. Obviously, um, brought over Tyreek Hill and said Wilson. Don't forget about Waddle there. So Ooh. this offense should be humming. And if it's not that, uh, they might throw Tua into the uh, the the tuna net. <laughs> no doubt about that, Casey. Well. Um, you know, Mike McDaniel's the guy there, the new head coach there, and he he actually uh, had a cup of coffee with Sean McVay, so he's highly qualified to um, to you know be an offensive wizard 
basically at this point. And he's got a ton of toys to work with. And on the other side, obviously, Bill Belichick still arguably the best coach in NFL history. So and he tends to take it pretty hard on younger quarterbacks. We'll see what he's got for Tua. All right. Up next, the Baltimore Ravens at the New York Jets and the Ravens are six and a half point favorites on the road. Yeah, and the Jets, uh, you know, they've had a, a couple of good off seasons. Unfortunately, the injury to Zach Wilson heading into the season is very disappointing. Um, but he'll be back at some point. So it'll either be Zach Wilson or uh, Flacco to start this off. Either one is going to have their hands full uh, against the Baltimore Ravens defense. This Ravens team uh, was as banged up as any squad last year and still were um, this close to making the playoffs. Yeah, you think Joe Flacco's driving that sweet-ass Corvette to the game that he got as the MVP of the Super Bowl just a few <laughs> years ago? You think he's still rocking that thing? He is elite, Casey. Let's not forget. Oh, man, he'd like a little uh, little revenge there. And there, uh, That's true. This, this Jets roster is getting pretty good. And Brees Hall, dude, I expect a, a, a big season out of him, man. He was great at Iowa State. Ran over my Sooners quite a bit. Ooh. All right, up next is Jacksonville Jaguars at the Washington Commanders. Commanders at home favored Who? by three. Now, yeah, Commanders, Casey, the former FT football team. I thought is... you were talking about the commandos <laughs> on the Schwarzenegger. <laughs> commandos favored by three and a half. <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm liking what's going on in Jacksonville there, man. The Urban Meyer experiment blew up in everybody's face. So they ran that geezer out of town and they brought in Doug Peterson, who's been around some great offenses and some great quarterbacks. I think that's just what Trevor Lawrence needed. They got him some nice uh, toys to play with there, and he's getting his homeboy uh, Etienne back from Clemson, who missed all of last year with the broken foot. He's going to be nice little outlet there. They've got re some receivers there, a pretty good defense as well. So still going to be some growing pains, but they're starting to have a nice roster as well. And uh, these commandos there, Dave, um, it's the gift that keeps giving. They brought Carson Wentz back to the NFC East. So the the boys, the Giants and the Eagles, a collective hoorah there. Um, <laughs> but this team is coached by a very good coach in Rivera. It is going to, if it plays up to his standard, they will be pretty good, Dave. But this Washington team is all about that defense. Yeah, and that defense will be lacking Chase Young. He'll start the season on PUP, but the front is still loaded with lots of uh, high draft picks and dudes that can really make a big difference. So if they can play strong defense, they can keep this game close. And it is, like you said, uh, Carson Wentz showing up there. They've been uh, trying to find somebody, and this is Wentz's third shot at it. We'll see if this is a, a situation that works well for the commandos and for Wentz moving forward. All right, Dave, we're moving into the late games in the NFL. This is the only thing they really get wrong. Only four afternoon games, man. We could use like five or six since we have the wall of TVs and we're watching it all. So <laughs> bump one of those morning games into the afternoon. But we're going to get it started with the New York Giants at the Tennessee Titans. And the Titans are five and a half point favorites at home. Yeah, and the Titans, number one seed in the AFC last year, didn't fare very wow. well in the playoffs. It was a uh, really a disastrous performance by Tannehill, which might have had a little something to do with them uh, looking to the draft uh, and the future there. But they've certainly got um, good coaching there and a strong, strong running game uh, uh, with Derrick Henry. And on the other side, we're still looking for answers. Brian Dayball is there. He's one of the answers. He's the new head coach. But the other question that we're asking is, is this really going to be, um, you know, the quarterback of the future there? Or do they are they going to be back in the draft looking for a new one? Yeah, and you mentioned the Titans. It's weird. They finished with the number one seed in the AFC. They still go out and draft the quarterback 
uh, Malik Willis. You know that they're chomping at the bit to see that guy get out there. So how yep. much, uh, you know, leverage does Tannehill have? He better come out firing or at least not firing it to the Giants defenders because uh, that could get him on the pine pretty quick. All right, up next is the Kansas City Chiefs at the Arizona Cardinals. Should be a shootout here. Uh, the Chiefs, Casey, have opened each of the past seven seasons with a victory. That's the NFL's longest week one winning streak. And, you know, obviously that's kind of like correlated to Andy Reid's always wins coming out of the bye. When you give Andy Reid extra time, I mean, the guy just can calculate some crazy stuff. Yeah, we mentioned uh, Tyreek Hill no longer with the Chiefs. He's in Miami now, so it's going to be a different-looking receiving core. The uh, Chiefs brought in Juju Smith-Schuster and MVS. Uh, McCall Hardman's still there, and the rookie Sky Moore. The way uh, preseason goes, we don't get to see a lot of these young guys. Right. So I'm very interested in seeing what Sky Moore brings in the backfield. Clyde is the starter there, but Pacheco's been pretty good in the uh, the preseason there. And don't forget about Ronald Jones. He came over for the Bucks. And uh, these Cardinals, man, they started so strong last year and kind of faded down the stretch. They got um, Kyler Gruntled giving him all that money, and they brought over his homeboy from Oklahoma, Hollywood Brown. So expectation when you pay your quarterback that and you give him one of his favorite weapons, you got to produce. So um, Arizona, man, this could be the third straight year that we see a team host the Super Bowl. Whoa, did I jump out there? It's not even week one yet? Wow. Uh, you know, I mean, obviously with the Chiefs, it's Mahomes and Reed, and you don't really have to go any further. You're plenty confident that they're going to get things yeah. done there on that side of the ball. And Spags has been very good on the defensive side for them. And you mentioned it. If Arizona can play the second half of the season like they play the first half of the season, then they are going to be a legitimate uh, threat to make that Super Bowl run in Arizona. Yeah, and getting D-Hop back after uh... – Missing for six weeks is going to help as well. Wow. And my fantasy team, speaking of fantasy. Boom. Oh, yeah, baby. That's what I'm talking about. (laughs) Oh, man, Dave, a rematch of one of the the best games, not only last year, one of the all-time greats, the Las Vegas Raiders at your Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers at home, three-and-a-half-point favorites. Dave, show me your lightning bolt. I'll tell you, this is a heck of a game. Obviously, the last game of the last year that knocked off the Chargers out of the playoffs. Raiders went on uh, to make the playoffs and narrowly lose uh, to the AFC champion Bengals. But this Raider team is a new look team. They brought in Devontae Adams to uh, buddy up with his college partner there in car. Uh, It's McDaniels running the show. It's his second try at the AFC West as a head coach. But I think he's a lot smarter and more mature at this point in time. And he certainly knows what he's doing X's and O's wise on the Chargers side of the football. They loaded up on the defense, which was the issue last year, uh, bringing in all kinds of uh, new bodies back there, really revamped that uh, Brandon Staley defense in the second season. And Herbert was lighting it up the first two years of his of his career. It looks like that side of the ball is pretty much intact. The offensive line really, really coming together, adding Zion uh, to the uh, right guard position has really solidified that O-line. Let's see how it goes. It's going to be a yeah. fun football game. Oh, man, these Raiders. You mentioned Devontae coming over. He's a nice and mix there with Hunter Renfro that quietly had a really nice season yep. and is, keeps developing. And if they can get Darren Waller his payday, he'll be happy there too, Dave. But the Raiders, man, that pass rush is what worries me for your Chargers. Uh, Max Crosby last year, one of the best. How do they get better? They went and added Chandler Jones, man. That is going to be a dynamic pass rushing duo. Scary business. Uh, almost as good as 
Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa. We'll see That's how that ooh. fares. <laughs> yeah. All right, up Casey. Up next is the Green Bay Packers at the Minnesota Vikings. Packers on the road, favored by just one and a half. Yeah, and three and a half is the number of the grams of shrooms that Aaron Rodgers might be dosing <laughs> on before this game. He can shroom out and still beat the Vikings, right? Actually, Absolutely. the Vikings play pretty tough there. Um, obviously, Green Bay doesn't have Devontae Adams, so he's going to have to break in some of these uh, new guys there, and that might be a work in progress. But you got the back-to-back MVP, so Lazard, Watkins, and Christian Watkins, and maybe Randall Cobb should be pretty good. Romeo Dobbs uh, yeah. has been turning some heads um, in the preseason, but let's see what happens when the lights get bright for these guys. And Aaron Jones and uh, uh, Dylan is a nice combo. Expect a lot more out of Jones in the passing game coming out of the backfield. But Dave, this Vikings team, they ran uh, Zimmer out of there and looked to try to get a little more pass happy um, with this offense there. You like that? Yeah, I do. I do like that, actually. And I think some of the offensive, offensive players like that, too. They uh, they are they're really uh, thrilled with the change of demeanor there with Zim gone and the way he was seemingly uh, overbearing in his coaching style. And and now it's Kevin O'Connell. Uh, he also uh, was associated with the Rams briefly, and therefore he has now been labeled a genius. But former Aztec, former Patriot quarterback, uh, I am excited about what he brings to the Vikings uh, from an offensive perspective, they're going to shift to be more of a, a pass first offense than they were. And then you said it with this Packers team. There's a lot of transition at the receiver position, but there's a lot of things that we can count on there. And that's good coaching, good quarterback play and some some really, you know, a really strong defense, I think, going into the season. Yeah. And a shit ton of those dumbass cheeseheads. They got all those cheeses in, the, in their favor. <laughs> all right, Dave, it's time for some Sunday night football. We got the Tampa Bay Bucks at my Dallas Cowboys. Bucks are a point and a half favorites in this one, Dave. And this is also the first time since 1970 that the league's top two offenses from the prior season meet in week one. Talk about these Bucks. Ooh, I'll tell you, it should be a shootout here. I agree with that statement, Casey. But obviously, Tom Brady has not shown. And that he's, you know, any less than he has ever been, although he did take the 10 days off in camp. We'll see if that has any impact. There is a coaching transition uh, there, as well as some injuries on the interior of the offensive line that is concerning for this Buccaneers team. They've got a plethora of weapons at the wide receiver position uh, for Brady to choose from. So it'll be interesting to see how he divvies the ball out there, Casey. And, and your Dallas Cowboys have a little injury issue on the line uh, as well. Yeah, they lost Tyron Smith. Jerry thinks he'll be back. Why does Jerry think he'll be back in December, man? That uh, that hamstring uh, off of the bone, so Avulsion. I don't know that we're going to see yeah. him back. But luckily, they drafted Tyler Smith in the first round. He's going to get in there. His, the plan was for him to be guard, but now his uh, move to the tackle is going to be accelerated. They went out and got Jason Peters there. He is 40 years old, played pretty decent for the Bears last year, longtime Eagle, but he's going to bring that tutelage and if he's sitting in there at left guard, then you got some beef up front. It's going to be help for Biotish and uh, Smith there. So um, it's, it's a good fit. I like what's going on there. No Amari Cooper. So they're going to have to look for some other people to pick up the slack there. What and about we the saw, defense, Casey? 
Oh, the defense. We got, I don't know, we got a little Demarcus Lawrence on one side. You mentioned those problems with that Tampa Bay offensive line, and we got Micah Parsons on the other side, dude. Ooh. I love everything I hear out of Micah. He's such a team guy. He's great off the field, and he just wants to get better, man. He just wants to soak it all in. Um, they also went and got Barr from the Minnesota the Vikings there, so uh, linebacker is definitely an area of depth here. Don't forget about Diggs with his 11 interceptions last year. Hopefully Brady can give him a couple of those. But, um, <laughs> you know, the sky is falling in Dallas, you know. It always and, is, Casey. Yeah, right? it's Super Bowl or bust, and it's been or bust for a long time. They, But we saw him. We were at the Charger game. Dude, Cavante Turpin, the USFL Ooh. MVP, took a punt back to the house and took a kickoff. If they can find this guy a couple packages in offense, is very exciting, and we should see a lot more of Tony Pollard out at the receiver position. So a lot of unproven um, young guys trying to make uh, their names with these Dallas Cowboys. So um, it doesn't get any easier week two against the Bengals. So Sunday night at Jarrah World, 90,000. It's time to get it done. Um, I'm excited, dude. I'm, 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 I'm excited. <laughs> All right, folks. We'll move this thing to the final game of the week on Monday night football. And it oh. is <laughs> the Denver Broncos at the Seattle Seahawks. Broncos on the road, favored by five and a half. And this is Russ's revenge or whatever it is. Russell's Russell's return. I don't know what 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 do you how do you got that? Is he gonna get his taglines mixed up? Is he actually gonna say go Hawks <laughs> or is he gonna get the let's ride? Let's ride. It's also going to be the debut of Aikman and Buck doing uh, Monday Night Football, which, ah. um, you know, might be the best quarterback on the Seattle side. Um, it's hard to get excited for these Seahawks when you've had Dangerous there for the last 10 years with the Geno Smith era. He's been with the Hawks for a few years, so he's got the lead on Drew Locke. But, I mean, they would hope that Locke could be the guy. He wasn't able to beat Geno out, had some COVID or some other stuff in the preseason, so didn't get a lot of opportunity. But it's really hard to get excited if you're Seattle now. But they're in total rebuild mode. At least they still have Lockett and Metcalf uh, as, you know, great receivers, good stuff for Geno Smith to work with there. And at running back, dude, Rashad Penny, this guy's just if he could stay healthy, he showed how, how dynamic he was at the end of last season. But if Kenneth Walker can get in this game too, the rookie from Michigan State, then you got you got some nice stuff going on there. But I just can't be too stoked about the quarterback play, and that's bad news going against this Broncos defense. Yeah, the Broncos defense has been uh, very good for a number of years under Vic Fangio. He's gone now, so it's more of an offensive, you know, oriented head coach there coming over uh, from the pack there, but. Uh, this has been a team that's kind of been just at a quarterback so, and Super Bowl, you know, or bust, basically. And they uh, they did that by getting uh, Danger Russ there. So no doubt the the weapons that they have, the running game, the wide receivers are loaded there. So um, they're as long as the defense doesn't fall off the earth, they're going to be a pretty, pretty uh, talented football team. On the other side, you said it. It's hard to see what really the direction it is at quarterback. I assume Locke will eventually be playing maybe in this game, uh, but probably down the road in a couple of weeks. They're just going to want to run it and play defense. It's going to be an old school kind of strategy. We'll see uh, what kind of coaching job uh, that Pete Carroll can put together, because if they are a, a pretty good team, then it'll be an amazing coaching job. Yeah, it's going to be uh, interesting to see, and it'll be interesting to see how um, the 12s treat Russ. I'm sure they're going to show the guy some love before the game. 
and then yep. boo the crap out of them when yep. it starts. That's exactly <laughs> what's going to happen, man. Oh, dude, how stoked are you for week one, bro? Oh, completely stoked. Cannot wait, man. It is back. Football good. We love it so much. And we'd really love if you guys continue to check out the football dudes. The Trend Zone, which you listen to right now, available for subscription on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Yeah, don't forget, like us on Instagram and Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Football Dudes LA. And make sure to tag us across all social media platforms. Or just go to footballdudes.com. It's just that easy, people. All right, that is going to do it for this episode of The Trend Zone. For Dave, I'm Casey. Enjoy week one, people. We are out of here. <laughs>